Hey there, it's Jake from the podcast. Thank you so much for checking out Identity Crisis Collective. We hope you're enjoying the new season. Uh, I just wanted to give you a really quick heads up that we chat a little bit about mental health in this episode. Obviously, times are especially tough at the moment. It may not be something that you really want to hear right now, and that's totally fine. Uh, If you do want to chat about that, though, uh, we've got a list of some support services that you can access right now uh, in the show notes. So wherever you're listening to these podcasts on Spotify or in a dedicated podcast app, you'll be able to find the description for this episode and a full list of resources will be there. Uh, Don't worry though, this episode I think is actually the funniest we've done so far. So if you're ready for a laugh, buckle up and let's chat about the internet. Unpacking the mini crises that shape who we are and what we believe in. This is Identity Crisis Collective with Chloe and Jake. Thank you, Ella. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome back to Identity Crisis Collective. We are two 20-somethings. We are both sort of on the cusp of being Gen Zs and millennials and not knowing where we fit in. And it's appropriate this week that the entire theme is based around something that I don't understand, Chloe. Um, yeah, today we are going to be talking about the internet. And Jake has, for whatever reason, designated himself to a 45-year-old man. Um, he <laughs> knows nothing. <laughs> nothing about the internet. Although, if you asked him to make an Excel document and you asked me to do the same one, I would have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, we have a spreadsheet open right now and <laughs> at, like all good 45-year-old men, because I'm embracing that as part of this episode <laughs> apparently, uh, I know my Excel formulas. I love it. I literally, I couldn't do this with my eyes closed, so I couldn't do it with my eyes open. Question mark. <laughs> Last year, you mentioned, uh, we did an episode on influencers in our pilot season, which you can still hear on the podcast feed. Um, and there's a few names that we mentioned at the time that you have put into this briefing document that is in front of me. And you've also got this thing called Frenemies Cinematic Universe. And <laughs> is this is this like discount Marvel? Is this Marvel on like a really tight budget? How does this all work? Honestly, I wish. I wish this was Marvel on a tight budget. This is like Lindsay Lohan in the early... Uh, Early 2010s. This is Lindsay Lohan, early 2010s on a budget. <laughs> That's what this is. What was Lindsay Lohan doing in the early 2010s? Because the only um, Lindsay Lohan that I, I really remember were mid-2000s, like Herbie Fully Loaded era. And I think that was the <laughs> pinnacle of cinema. That was the most random 45-year-old man <laughs> reference of Lindsay Lohan I've ever heard. You couldn't have gone with Mean Girls. You couldn't have gone with Parent Trap. No, you went with her okay, pa- fully okay. loaded. Pa- Parent Trap was second on the list. But <laughs> I haven't seen Mean Girls. I still haven't oh, seen God. it. Oh, God. Well, oh, no. You're okay, look so at- out of touch. <laughs> okay, I'm out of touch, right? We've established that. I feel like that's a factoid that's going to be coming up quite a lot. Uh, through oh, the rest yeah. <laughs> of this episode is the fact I'm out of touch with reality. So, Frenemy Cinematic Universe, I'm I, I'm excited to learn, but I'm also apprehensive because uh, from our last discussion on influencers, we have very different views on this, and I feel like you're going to try and indoctrinate me into what I can only describe as uh, cult-like. So, I have to I have to shed the 45 year old man inside of me (laughs) you have to open your mind i'm just gonna get started because we have so much to cover like honestly a lot a lot to cover so frenemies everyone 
doesn't know what frenemies is. I know what frenemies is because it's deeply important to me. Trisha Paytas. We'll start with that. Trisha Paytas. Um, a blonde icon. A big girl icon. A racist icon. Like She is the pinnacle of problematic on the internet and she has been for a really long time. She came out as a trans supporter. Um, she also didn't technically come out as a Trump supporter because she didn't know what it meant to be a Trump supporter. And also she trolls. What? What? How, how do you, how do you not know? How do you, like, I understand that people, there are people who are not hugely switched on in, on, on politics, right? And Me? this is a future episode, isn't this? But how do you not, what? Look, what? there's, there's so, there's so many layers. There's so many layers to what, like, the human being that is Trisha Paytas. But I think that some really important points is to understand that she is a controversial person. She has made a lot of really offensive comments in the past, claims them as trolling, don't know how far I believe that. But she also has very, very severe mental health issues. And I always say having mental illness does not give you an excuse to be an asshole. But <laughs> in the case of Trisha Paytas, I think a lot of people discredit a lot of the really bad, awful things that have happened to her to lead her to the place that she is. Something that frustrates me about how the internet treats Trisha Paytas, because it's a lot of going in cycles of hating her, then defending her and loving her, then hating her again, then defending her and loving her. And a lot of these influences I'm going to talk about today go through the exact same thing. But for her, I think it's a really huge case of on the internet, um, caring and advocating for mental illness until it's inconvenient for you. People don't care to listen to her or care to care about anything that she has to say. It's just like, oh, well, she said something offensive and there's no way that she could possibly have any reason behind it or she could have anything else going on in her life aside from trying to be a bad person. And yeah. that's messed up. It's a really interesting case study in putting someone on a pedestal, warts at all. What I do know a little bit about is H3H3 Productions, uh, mm -hmm. which I believe are also in this frenemy cinematic universe. Am I right? They absolutely are. I know something. I'm oh, my goodness. <laughs> I am not just an old man. Um, uh, I mean, watching H3H3 is big 45-year-old man energy, but okay. <laughs> ah, no. See, that's you've made an assumption there, Chloe D. No, I do not watch H3H3 productions. Because oh. I'm aware of their, of their existence, of their career. <laughs> now, so they, they do, they obviously make content together. Yes. That's an interesting mix. How does that work? That's a re like, that's that's to me sounds like a car crash. How does any of that work? It is a car crash. You would be correct about that. The the dynamic that they had in Frenemies because it was both it was two controversial, very controversial people in their past of being on YouTube and whatever. And also kind of older generation YouTuber, so like original YouTuber from when it started 15 years ago. Yeah, right. That was a long time ago. So they're, they're kind of like, they're on that older wavelength of trying to understand what is continuing to be popular and in trend and stuff like that. So that was a really cool dynamic to see two, they're not old by any means, they're like 30, but like older generation YouTubers coming together to just like figure it out and see what the kid what's hip hop happening with the kids, you know? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. You have, you have a go at me for sounding like a 45-year-old man and the words that you use are hip-hop happening. It's, oh, you don't get it. You're no. such a dad. You don't get it. <laughs> Let me guess. This is something that's ironic and I don't understand irony. Yes. It's like saying YOLO, except YOLO was ironic and then now it's not ironic anymore. YOLO, you know? I don't know where to start with this. I don't know what I know. <laughs> um, so Ethan Klein, so H3H3 Productions, if you are unaware. So there's uh, Ethan Klein and you've got Gila Klein. So they are now married. They weren't when they started. I don't I, think so. I'm pretty sure they were just boyfie and girlfie. Yeah, and then they've since got married and everything. So Ethan's 36. And had kids. They've had mm-hmm. kids, that is true. Ethan's 36. So uh, go back 15 years. So he was he, he was our age. Yeah. Oh my god! Assuming he was oh on YouTube god. at the start, and I mean, he, yeah, they they registered their channel. I've just done a live fact check of this. Uh, it was twenty eleven, um, <laughs> but even so, we're in their twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's it. That's yeah. So that's like people sort of our sort of age or a little bit older who have then grown up. And particularly the last 10 years on YouTube, I think, have been super... Like, the first five years of YouTube's history, is nothing really... It's sort of bedding in. But the, how much changed in that last decade? Oh, yeah. I can see the growing pains. I can see it being, um, how do you do fellow kids? Yeah, well, it is. I mean, it is very that, especially because in the beginning of H3H3, it was very... And this was the beginning of YouTube as well. It was very much skit comedy, very smosh, like very, very skit comedy. I think his like most viewed video, their most viewed video is like vape, the Vape Nation video that they did. And it's like a whole <laughs> skit comedy. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you know I'm it. <laughs> yeah. So that was like their most viewed video. And it was like hilarious. It was absolutely hilarious for the time, kind of. I would say maybe it was hilarious. <laughs> I don't think it's. I think it's simultaneously not aged well, but aged perfectly at the same time. Oh, that's that is exactly right. And I think, like, speaking of like their early career on YouTube, they were not people that I enjoyed at all whatsoever. It was very incel humor. It was very like, I've never had a girlfriend, and I'm I like math, you know, like that kind of vibe. And, <laughs> That's well, a very it spe- was. It's a very specific stereotype is what you've drawn upon there. <laughs> it is. And yet an accurate one. There's a lot of things that I dislike about them as, like, creators because they really did pave the way for a lot of very offensive people on YouTube. And they because they started out doing, obviously, skits and stuff like that. But the peak, I would say, of their interest on YouTube was... Um, making fun of women a lot and making fun of feminist women. And that that's like the whole meme is the triggered meme is him, is Ethan. Oh, it is too, yeah. And so, and like, so they just like, they really did pave the way for a lot of people to say a lot of bad things about women and get away with it. And I just think that was like kind of super gross. But the good thing about Frenemies and their recent work is that Ethan will say, he's like, I don't enjoy the stuff that I used to create and it makes me sick that I allowed things like that to happen. And he's actively gone on to educate himself and make sure that he's on the right side of, you know, just life, history, you know, and, good and pre- things happening to people. <laughs> and presumably to his audience as well. So Yeah, well, that's exactly right. And his audience changed a lot. Like it, it's definitely changed because back then it was, 
incels. Like it really was incels. And he, um, and he was kind of like their leader, but then it would like, I think his name is Sam Crowder or Sam Chowder or something. You would know the guy who's like changed my mind. Oh, Steve, Steve Crowder or something. I don't know. He's so irrelevant. He's like the worst. He like shows like his and other very religious, very, um, kind of backwards thinking people were reaching out to him and he was like, Oh, I didn't know that this was the content that I was creating. And I didn't realize that these kinds of people were aligning with the things that I was saying. And so he was like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, Stephen Crowder, um, whose name I unfortunately know from Twitter more than anything else, which says, again, 45-year-old man, I'm not really helping myself (laughs) shed this idea. Yeah, coming back to them as a whole, frenemies, absolute iconic queen shit, I would say. They used their, like, when they came together, it was like two super villains. It was like Suicide Squad. It was like two supervillains coming together to create something good in this world and it was like they took down everyone like i hate cancel culture but i will defend every word that came out of frenemies to the death i absolutely will i will cancel anyone that they talked about so <laughs> so aside from the uh yeah uh, what I what I find extraordinary here is you set this up as the frenemy cinematic universe, and then you've made a DC comparison. Look, I all just, right. I just think this is getting a bit messy. You know, again, but that's we're me. not I'm, brand friendly here. I, that's the thing a forty five year old man would say. I'm not helping my own. Cause. <laughs> I'm not helping. You my say own that cause as if I know anything about comic books. Okay, old man. I mean, I think only uh, true fans uh, just watch the films. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I never learn how to read. So Frenemies puts two people together that you absolutely don't like. Yep. And that works for you somehow. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Because like I said, like it really is like two awful people coming together and being like, we're going to change the world. (laughs) Like it was insane. And they did. Like anything that any T channel or anything has commented on or made videos about made tons of money off of for the past honestly like year has been directly from frenemies right like any and and any cancellations that happened in that time it's all leading back to frenemies and the t channels just capitalize on it and you know what make your coin how you gotta make your coin i believe in you Okay, so I have only just... I know you've said it, but I've only just processed the fact this isn't happening anymore. So what happened? Why did it... Why did this stop? So they... They are like brother and sister, quite literally, because Trisha is engaged to Healer's brother. Blood brother. Oh, right, yeah. And so, yes, but they did have very big brother-sister energy dynamic going on. They would bicker like a brother and sister, and occasionally that would turn into um, Trisha calling Ethan's wife the (laughs) C-word. Oh. Yeah, we we got a bit disrespectful, you know. Sometimes we push the limits a little bit too far, but the thing is they always came back. So they've had, like, multiple... Fight, and it always happened every time they ordered pizza and it was like 
a whole like conspiracy theory about that the pizza was like what was going wrong in the episode. It's <laughs> just so bizarre. I'm sorry. It's it's magical. It was Domino's too. I don't know if you want to include that brand name, but it was Domino's. So every brand name I've mentioned is getting beeped out. Um, <laughs> okay, so I, I'm doing. I'm trying to do like live fact checking, not because I doubt you, but just because I feel like I need additional context. And also, it's like unreal. Like I'm yeah. stating facts, but it sounds fake. <laughs> I need to. Yeah, and, and again, it's, and I trust you. I wholeheartedly trust you because uh, if you were going to make anything up, why would you make this up? <laughs> But at the same time, so uh, 39 episodes ended in June this year after mm-hmm. Pacers voiced their disagreements with their co-host and the podcast production. So yeah. clearly disagreements involved whether someone is or is not a C-word. Um, <laughs> while it received- well, that was like, that was early. That was like the third episode in and they kept going after that. <laughs> So this last episode, this last episode, literally the fight, like we've seen, we've been through it with them, right? Our, the viewers have been through it. And keep in mind, I'm like, this is not a niche thing. Like they would get millions of views on their two hour long podcasts. Like yeah. everyone was watching, right? And this last episode that was like the big fight that ended it all was Trisha didn't feel heard by Ethan. She was, she was talking about gay rights and that was really important to her and trans rights. And he was, like, not really paying attention, didn't care. So she got upset by that. And then he got upset that she was upset. And then he was like, you're feeling upset. Just tell me that you're feeling upset. And then she was like, well, I'm not. (laughs) And then it just, like, went for, like, half an hour of them being like, you're upset. And her being like, no, I'm not upset. And then it just, like, went on. And so we've circled back around to why we're getting a, a real in-depth understanding as to why these are horrible people. Um, <laughs> and I, don't, I, I didn't want to come into this being judgmental 45-year-old man or the internet's bad. I don't understand, <laughs> I don't understand the kids and what they're into. But, God, that's... Yeah. Oh. It really is. It's like very high school environment. And that's what you get in terms of like influencer culture on the internet. And once we get into, like, all the, like, channels that they went through and cancelled, because deservedly so for most of them, but it it is just one big playground of this person said this and then that person did that and that person said this. But the thing is that we're all involved in it. Everyone who views any single one of these videos is in on it. And you get to decide and then you fight with other people on Reddit or Twitter or whatever – about whose side you're on and blah 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 blah, blah. Oh, and it's, it's just high like school. it's high school. It is. It's high school, but with millions of people. Like it's not. It's. I'm, no one said that it's okay for the brain, but I choose to <laughs> indulge myself in that, and that's why I'm the dumb half of Chloe and Jake's podcast. Oh, we, we, <laughs> my my girlfriend and I have a saying that we're two halves of a whole idiot, and I feel like. In this podcast, we're two collective brain cells and we know which, which brain cell oh, you are. But yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I wanted to play it up and just say how you know how grossly offended I am at the, the mere idea of uh, adults acting like this and getting paid extremely well for this. And there's a, you mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of money that goes into uh, the top sort of, you know, one one to two percent of YouTube. And these guys are in that. Uh, there's a lot of money in it. And you wouldn't do it otherwise. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's be honest, you wouldn't. And here I am, though, going, okay, let's go through the list who's been cancelled by them and why have they been cancelled. <laughs> I want to hear the gossip. 
It's, I mean, exactly. I mean, that's exactly it, right? So like, yes, maybe it's damaging all of my brain cells, but it's so entertaining. It's oh worth, my it's God. It's worth the damage is what you're saying. Oh, it absolutely is. <laughs> it's the same kind of stuff with like people... Oh, I'm like so passionate right now with people just like hating on the Kardashians just for fun and also hating on sex workers because we all know that people be like oh well Kim Kardashian's only famous because she made a sex tape yeah she is get over it like I'm so sorry that you couldn't do the same you're a loser anyway the Kardashians everyone's like well it's rotting our brains blah 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 but I had fun that's all that matters I don't care as long as I had fun Okay, let's go into who they have cancelled and why. Shane Dawson has been cancelled for a multitude of reasons. The way that Frenemies played into this is that Trisha Paytas and Shane Dawson were best friends for like a million years, right? Like best friends forever. And then Shane Dawson also became best friends with Jeffree Star. Okay? Uh... Jeffree Star is notorious bad person, notorious racist. We all know him. We all don't love him, right? Jeffree Star was unkind to Trisha Paytas on a trip to Las Vegas. So Trisha Paytas didn't like Jeffree anymore, but Shane Dawson still actively promoted Jeffree Star because they had business dealings with each other. So Trisha Paytas said, okay, I'm done defending Shane. Have fun with being canceled. And then the internet went wild and every single clip that could ever possibly be found of Shane Dawson even ones from like his personal computer when he was 14 it what? all got dug up baby what? everything why 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 do, why do people care that much like <gasps> i get the idea of canceling someone i get the idea of like being like and i get where your passion comes from and this isn't like I get that. I don't get the idea of going as far as to dock someone for stuff they made when they were a kid. Well, okay. Here's here's the thing with <laughs> Shane Dawson. That's so, a, that's a, sorry. That's just the perfect way to start a sentence. Well, is, here's, here's the thing. The thing. <laughs> so I think the reason why, in my opinion, of all the cancellations on the internet, Shane Dawson's was the most important to society is because. <laughs> society as if it's not literally 14 year old girls but because Shane Dawson was like the original of YouTube right like we can all say that we were 11 watching Shane Dawson on YouTube right yeah okay okay so he was the original and I think the damage that he did back then by like we can all say that when when someone says something or does something racist and influencer we can all say, okay, well, that was back then and it was acceptable back then. I think that Shane Dawson and people like him who were creating that content and putting it out onto the internet was the reason why it was okay back then to say stuff like that because he was being watched by millions of people all the time yeah. and it was everyone. Like he was in the mainstream. He was it for YouTube. And all of the horrible offensive things he did made it okay for everyone else to say horrible and offensive things. Sure. Not that it is ever okay or was ever okay, but in terms of societal thinking, that's how it was. Yeah, so you say it's normalised, therefore it's okay, but you're the one who's actively normalising it. So, yeah, okay. Exactly. That's, that is exactly right. So I think that it all coming back to bite him in the end was super important because it allowed people to break that brainwash that he had on us from when we were five years old. And making pedophilia jokes. Like, that's not appropriate. But it was appropriate back then because he was doing it. Yeah, okay. 
I gotcha. Yep. So it's like, it's finally like breaking that brainwash. So everyone else that I'm like, will talk about, I literally, in comparison, I think Shane Dawson is like, he, he was it. Like he was the originator of all of the bad, like the bad things that happened ever on the internet. And once he was gone, it was like, oh, I can breathe. I can actually breathe and not think about being racist for three seconds. Like what? <laughs> that's insane. Oh, that's not true. think about something awful that I said when I was five, you know, like it's, it, it, it doesn't alleviate. It's not like it alleviates things that I said or things that other people have said or whatever, but it's still really important to understand where the, the culture came from. Yep. And he was it. Yeah, right. So moving on to Jeffree Star as a, a nice little segue from Shane Dawson into Jeffree Star because they are partners in crime, quite literally. Jeffree Star is a racist. I can, I can say that. I don't know him personally. Knowing enough from the internet, I can say with 100% certainty that Jeffree Star is a racist. And you can quote me on that. And when I become famous and you pull up this clip in front of Jeffree Star and he says something about my name out of your mouth, whatever, I don't care. Jeffree Star is a racist. I can confirm. Jackie Ina told me so. And also, Frenemies did. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a quick check of the uh, Wikipedia page while you said that, just to make sure because, you know, defamation law does exist in this country and it's actually yeah, one of the most yeah. stringent in the world. So, um, no, he's used racial slurs on multiple occasions and has been accused yes. of racism by multiple people. I think that that's honest yes. opinion. I'm also not and a lawyer. And multiple people in his current life have came out and said that he continues to say racist things because he has money, power, and can say whatever he wants. At a certain time, he could say whatever he wants because he was besties with Shane Dawson and Shane Dawson got away with everything, so so did Jeffree Star. Right. Yes. Understand. I, I, I yes. see how this is getting linked together and I'm almost... It, it really is like high school. It really is like it high is. school. <laughs> it really, really I'm is. I'm trying to find a different analogy, but you know what? That's perfect. It is like mm-hmm. high school. God, it's pathetic. It is. It's super pathetic, but it's so entertaining. Like, tell me, tell me that when we were in high school and you would see that one couple, which by the way was me and my ex-boyfriend, that one couple screaming at each other in the hallways and you would be like... I love it. Give me more. Give me more. Uh, yes, I can confirm. Uh, you were can't that couple. Now, <laughs> aside from looking up things to make sure Chloe isn't defaming everybody, um, <laughs> I've got the filmography of Jeffree Star in front of me, and I can clearly see that Shane Dawson is listed as a director on multiple things that Jeffree has made. So they've obviously got a relationship that's a, a business relationship. It, it, I mean, it, it, that's really what it is. And, like, that's the hard thing with with this situation with um, Trisha, Shane Dawson, and Jeffrey is that, in my opinion, Trisha does have a right as Shane's best ex-best friend to be like, hey, you should support me no matter what. But also, when you are in business dealings with people, you can't always say bad things about them on the internet. Of course. <laughs> like, that's not really good business-y stuff. <laughs> Of course, and I and I will also point out that um, the most recent entry in Jeffrey Star's Wikipedia page uh, in their filmography is for an episode, a guest appearance on Trisha Paytas's The Dish with Trish. So I'm just saying. <laughs> well, that's the that's the issue is that they were friends, Jeffrey and Trisha. Also, oh, this is but... more recent than that. 
Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Sorry. My yes. in, in my head, all all drama is ancient, right? Just <laughs> like me. Again, 45-year-old man. I've said yeah. that about 10 times in this podcast. I hope someone counts. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so okay, okay. I right. Yeah. Sure. So they cuz they were friends and then Jeffrey flew her to Vegas with him basically to hold it over her and then would like not let her like she wanted to go out in her natural hair and he would be like you can't go out in your natural hair because it's disgusting and it's dirty like you need to wear wigs like I do and like we all do in our posse and I have someone here who's gonna do your wig for you and I'll pay for it why don't you just accept my love in payment oh no bro just because you've got body image problems you don't have to project it onto other people oh literally and like he spent the whole entire weekend like calling her fat to her face and it was just like super gross what a horrible person. What a yeah. terrible... And I can say that. No, that, yeah. That isn't... That defamation. is genuine. That's not defamation. That's genuinely honest opinion because yeah. me saying that as well is also not going to have any material effect on, on anyone. Don't sue me. Um, yeah. What, what a terrible person. Yeah. Like genuinely, genuinely a terrible person. And if you thought that was critical, I'll tell you what. Next week's episode of Identity Crisis Collective, we're continuing with this. And let's say that neither of us hold back. We'll also take a slightly more critical look, though, at like the future of YouTube and where it's probably getting itself into trouble and will continue to get itself into trouble. We'll pretend to be intellectual for a good five or ten minutes next week. I promise. Thanks for sticking with us. We know it's kind of annoying when you're into something and then it's cut off halfway through, but trust us, it'll be worth the wait. We'll see you next week. 